You are listening to the Call to Action podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Thank you for tuning in to episode 22 of the Call to Action podcast. Today's episode is a fireside chat, and our guest for the fireside chat is H.L. Nida. H.L. Nida was born in Northern Virginia and has lived up and down the southern part of the East Coast of the United States. She's an avid reader and enjoys writing contemporary romance novels. H.L. Nida is the author of the Arrested series, and her books are published under Aiden Publishing. Listen in as she shares what inspires her, as well as some helpful tips for aspiring authors. Thank you for tuning in to episode 22 of the Call to Action podcast. I am your host, Shantae, and today we're having a fireside chat with H.L. Nida, who is the author of the Arrested series, which is a four novel series that includes lots of strong women, hot cops, forever friends, and a smidge of fate. Now, before we go into our fireside chat with HL, I first want to recap episode 21. If you missed episode 21, make sure to go back and check it out. I shared some information and some tips on wellness. We all know that being an entrepreneur or having your own business caused some stress. So I shared some ways where you could identify stress in your life and also some ways to manage it in that podcast. So again, go back and check out episode 21 so you can hear all that good information. Now, before we bring our guests on the show, I would like to share today's motivational quotes. So here is today's motivational quote for episode 22 of the Call to Action podcast. The key to success is to focus on goals, not obstacles. That is from success.com. So, entrepreneurs, this is a very important message. Remembering to focus on our goals will create that space for us to meet them. So remember that the key is to focus on the goals and not on obstacles. So let's take that through our day and weave it into our thoughts as we do what we do as entrepreneurs, self-starters, bloggers, artists, writers, whatever you do. Remember that quote again, that the key to success is to focus on goals and not obstacles. So now it's time to bring in our guest. We are going to speak with H.L. Nida who is the author of the Arrested series. Hi, H.L. Welcome to the Fireside Chat on the Call to Action podcast. How are you today? Well, thanks, Ponte. I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, good. I'm so glad to have you. And (laughs) this is exciting. So before we go into the, the topics like what inspires you and the advice you have for writers, I like to do an icebreaker of my show. So the icebreaker that we're going to do is where you share your superpower. So share your superpower with the audience. My superpower is authenticity. Okay, elaborate. Tell us about that. Okay. Uh, Well, 
I am very authentic in who I am. I'm very authentic in how I speak, how I write, the things that I write about. It's authentic. It's trying to create characters that feel real, people that you would want to be friends with. I like to keep everything that I do reality-based, even, you know, women's crazy emotions sometimes get (laughs) get you outside of your reality. (laughs) So my goals are my superpowers to try and stay focused on what is authentic, what's real. What is it that is tangible? What is it that is real? What is it that I want to say? What is it that I want people to feel? And try to take all the other stuff and just push it out of the way. Also, you know what? And I I bet that helps readers connect with your books, too. It does. I have had... um, I have had a lot of people say, like, they felt like they knew the people, like they were their friends. They felt like they sat next to them as they read about them. I've had some really cool comments like that, which is it, it's very flattering. That's awesome. That's awesome. Atel, thank you for sharing with us your superpower of authenticity. And now for other listeners who may be thinking about writing a book, you know, we all have our own story. We all have things that inspire us. So share with us, when did you know that you wanted to write a book? I never really knew that I wanted to write a book. This has not been what I went to school for. This isn't what I thought I would do with my life. I decided to do this when I felt God speaking to me to tell a story. So it really wasn't my timing. It really wasn't my idea. I had always thought when I was younger that I would do that, and I'm old. So I did not (laughs) think that when I got to my age that I would try something new like this. (laughs) So... <laughs> and the There's stuff no that I had thing thought, is old. Old is a state of mind, HL. Old is a state of mind. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, I thought that I would have done something like this when I was younger and probably a little bit more brave, a little less seated in what it is and who I who I am, what I am, you know. Um, but it's interesting that this idea came to me, and I sat on it for about six months because I kept saying, I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. I'm not going to write this. What, why? 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 So I wrote it. So you were meant to do this. So maybe your experiences of, you know, throughout your younger years, you took all that and used that to fuel and, and you say, inspiration of what went into your book. So did you take some experiences from things you'd experienced growing up? Did you take that and, and put that into your books? Absolutely. The thing that I most used was my first marriage. My first marriage, I was in a, a very abusive marriage with a man who is extremely physical and emotionally abusive. And I have taken that and I put it into each one of the four novels in one way or another. And it's not all specific. There is some there is some truth in fiction. The parts that I use are the parts about how you grow strong from it, not how to dwell That's in it. Awesome. How to move on from it, how to use it to your advantage, how to develop yourself and learn who you are from it. More so than, oh, you know, this poor thing. That's so not how I view that part of my life. <laughs> No, that's good. And you know what? I bet probably other readers who may have experienced something like that, that could be a way of healing for them, too. Because a lot of times, yeah, you know, but just like with the quote, you know, it's focusing on goals. You know, sometimes things happen. You can mentally get stuck in a situation and which, you know, could turn to resentment or hate or just some feelings that you really don't want to hold on to because it's not healthy. But to take that and use it as fuel um, or, like you say, for inspiration, to put it in your books, I could see as a way to help other people, um, you know, as far as healing and sometimes, you know, reading other people's stories and seeing how they got through things. Um, and I think that's Absolutely. how we all learn. We learn from each other. That's how I see things, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody should learn from their 
their own mistakes. But if you can also try and grab a couple of your friends' mistakes and learn from those too so you don't have to make those as well, that's also a plus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or sometimes just maybe reading your story. They may pick up something there, like from one of your characters. Like you say, you take and show how they got over something, you know, not being stuck in it, but actually getting through it and overcoming it. Right. Not being not being the victim. Never playing the victim. Thank you, HL, for sharing your superpower and also what inspires you. So now for other upcoming or aspiring authors, what advice would you give to them? I have a couple of different points of advice that I would give to upcoming authors. The first one is to not get discouraged querying. Querying is it's the equivalent of pooper scooping your backyard when you have 10 dogs or, you know, cleaning the cat litter box. I mean, it's literally the worst part of writing, in my opinion. So <laughs> querying can be one of those things where it is constant rejection. And it can be rejection without any clue as to why. No constructive criticism, no work on this, I'd like to see it if you did that. Very few agents, publishers will get back to you with that kind of information. My experience is that less than 50% of them get back to you, period. And then out of that 50%, you know, there's very little help associated with their response. So, okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just a very difficult process. It is not a fun process. It is not something that, that a lot of people can withstand for long periods of time, even though it can take over a year for a response when they say, oh, we we respond to everybody in three months. No, they don't. So that would be my first piece of advice is just to not give up. Okay, let me ask you this. So keeping in mind, I've never written a book, right? Um, No problem. (laughs) There's probably other people who haven't, but maybe considering it. So for someone who may be looking at writing a book, so when someone is querying, I'm assuming this is for people who are not self-published, correct? You can query and be self-published, but you have to choose publishers and agents who are willing to look at the book that you've self-published as a possible option for them to buy and or to market for you. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Very helpful. Very helpful. So when someone's querying, they're basically, is that like them pitching their story? Correct. You are writing letters, and every agent, every publishing house wants different information. It is very time-consuming. It takes a lot of thought and concentration and focus to get your work to them the way they want to see it. Some people want to see half the manuscript. Some people want to see the first five paragraphs. Some people want to see the first chapter. Some people want to see the first five chapters. And on top of that, they need a synopsis. Now, some people want 250-word synopsis. Some people want a 2,000-word synopsis. Trust me, it's like pulling your hair. It's the worst part of trying to get your book out there. Wow. Okay. So there's like no standard. So it's pretty much depending on the publisher. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is really good advice because if someone's looking to write, I think these are the kind of things that they need to know about because keep in mind, I've never read the book, but like for me, I would think, oh, okay. So, you know, you write your story, you know, get your chapters and everything all organized, your table of contents, and then publish the book. But no, there's options. Like you could either take the self-publishing route or you could still self-publish it and then also query, right, to look for a publisher to pick up that book and sell it for you. Correct. Or you could just query and not self-publish and wait. Mm, Okay. 
Okay. That's a new twist because I hadn't thought about that, and um, but that's good information to know. Very good information. Okay. You can continue, HL. <laughs> the second thing is you have to make sure that your product is good. It needs to be edited. The last thing anybody wants to read is an unedited piece of work. There's nothing worse than reading a book that has tons of spelling errors, commas misplaced. I mean, trust me, I am not a punctuation geek. I write a story. My fingers are flying. I don't care how it comes out. That is for the editor to fix. I will go through it once or twice, and then send it to my editor because that's what I'm paying someone else to do. But to put it out without doing that, trust me, it's embarrassing. You don't want to ever put out a product that you don't think is quality. Because if it's not good quality, you're not going to get good reviews. People are going to talk down about your product, not up about your product. You're not going to, hey, you got to read this. It's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you've got to see this. Somebody actually published this. There's a big difference. And I know this firsthand, first novel, sent it out without an editor. So embarrassed by that novel, I can't even begin to tell you. Now, I did pull it. I completely revamped it, repackaged it, resubmitted. But because the first time I did it, I self-published and I made a mess of it. That's good to know. So let me ask you this. Do you ever have, like, peers, like other, um, like, writers in the community take a look at your work before, I guess, like, before you sent it for querying? Would you do that or just Not in a million years. Another writer? No. (laughs) Uh Um, And the reason I say that is, well, first of all, the other thing is you have to copyright your work. I mean, if you put 80,000 words or more down on a piece of paper and you say, this is my work, and you don't spend $55 with the government to copyright it, then you're asking somebody else to steal your property. Mm -hmm. So you've got to do that. So I would never send my stuff to write. In fact, I don't even send my stuff to my editor without it being copywritten first. Yeah. No one other than my husband sees my work unless it's been copywritten. Wow. Wow. This is really good advice, (laughs) H.L. This is the first time I've heard this stuff. <laughs> so I would never, ever, ever put anything out there. And I don't ask other writers. I ask other professionals in the field of writing, but I don't ask other writers. Because other writers have their own voice. They have their own way of looking at things. I do have a friend or two that I ask to beta read, but they're not writers. They're artists. One is an amazing photographer, but she's not a writer. And she gives me what how she felt when she read it, she tells me she doesn't try and change how my voice, she doesn't try and change how I say things. She doesn't say, oh, well, you know, you should change these paragraphs around. This should come before that. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for. I still want it to be my voice. And I would love input of whether or not you liked it or didn't like it and why, which of course is very difficult even to get from your friends because they always want to say, oh, it's great. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I I definitely don't want another writer's opinion. I know it sounds kind of harsh, and it's not because I don't love my other writer friends. I absolutely do. But I don't want their opinion, and I'm pretty sure if you ask them, they wouldn't want mine. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And then the only other piece of advice that I would give to a new writer, whether you are published or self-published, however you go, whatever route you take, do not expect because you've put your book on Amazon that it will automatically sell. That is a big myth. There are millions of books on Amazon. Amazon does not charge you to put your book on Amazon. So you can imagine how many books are on Amazon. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure and there's tons. once you put your book on Amazon, it is very hard to find. People have to know the title of your book or the ISBN number of your book. How many? The only person who knows the ISBN number of my book is me, and I don't even have it memorized. You know, they have to know the title. They have to know your, They have to look you up by the author name. You are going to be put into a haystack, and you are one little needle. So just because you are 
planning on self-publishing and you're going to put your book onto Amazon, don't put it on and expect, oh, now I'm going to make money. It doesn't work that way. Your friends are going to buy it. Your family might buy it. You might be able to sell one or two by word of mouth of friends. That is not how to sell a book. That is not going to probably even recoup your editing expenses. Wow. Okay. Good advice. So since we're on the topic of Amazon, how can you stand out as a author on Amazon? Have you looked into or do you know anything about marketing with Amazon or um, by any other means? Okay. Can you share some information about that? Sure, sure. Um, I've done a couple of promotions through social media. I've paid a couple of companies to promote the book through, I guess it would be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. I have sent my book out to get reviewed, professionally reviewed, and the review went really, really well. I was really happy with the review. So that helps when you got a review from a professional. Your girlfriend reviews your book and she puts in a paragraph. A professional reviewer puts in your book and they've got like seven or eight paragraphs. It's a big difference in what people can expect. It's okay, a different it's, it's a different philosophy of how to look at a book and write a review. So okay. I would suggest doing those things. I suggest, you know, pushing your book on all outlets that you have any access to. The Amazon thing, I have done a little bit of advertising through Amazon. Amazon has certain parameters of whether or not you can or can't use their advertising based on certain parameters within your book. I do not recommend my book for under 18 years old. Therefore, they have decided that my book is erotica, even though it's not at all what I write. And I have been fighting with them for about six months. So my ability to advertise with Amazon has been nothing because Amazon won't allow it because they believe that I write erotica. Oh, interesting. So they don't allow for certain books to be marketed to anyone under the age of 18. Okay. So that's part of the stipulations that they have. That is. Um, And my problem is, is that my book is written in first person, and so people have their own thoughts. Now, I have a character who basically, in the first book, she never curses out loud. It would be a big deal for her to use a curse word. In her head, she does. And because of the cursing, I added in the, you know, under 17, it would be inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Because of that, because of that one little box that I clicked, and they have told me, Amazon's told me, unclick the box. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Because I don't think that's appropriate, you know? So, right. You know, you're you're kind of going against what it is that you're trying to say you stand for. But I've explained to them that I don't want to write erotica. I did, my, my book is a romance novel series, and yes, there is sex in that. Is As there is in every romance novel, it's not erotica. There's a big difference right. in romance and erotica. And I don't write erotica. I can't get past it with Amazon. Well, that's very interesting information. So I'm sure other writers who are... <laughs> But I think it's going to help other people, you know, so other writers who may be thinking like, okay, I got to make sure that, you know, if they're going to market on Amazon, there's just certain parameters that they have in place. Never Um, click the underage box. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Oh, gosh. Wow. Wow. Thank you, H.O. This is very, very good information. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about that? No. I said enough. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, hey, now that everyone's, like, listening to you and, like, you're just, like, chock full of info, chock full of knowledge, this is, like, great. Um, So can you share uh, with the audience, like, how they can find you, like, your social media, your website? I think you're on Facebook. Like, share that information with us sure. so we can know how sure. to find you. My website is www.hlnidaauthor.com. Uh, Facebook, I'm HL Nida. 
I'm public. It's very easy to find me. And on Twitter, I think my handle is at HLNIDA2. And those, that is the extent of my social media. All right. So now I was going to ask you to share any last words of wisdom with the audience. Of course. Well, your, your motivational quote is fantastic. I love this. So I guess you said it was from success.com. The key, the key to yes. success is to focus on goals, not obstacles. And that would be elaborated in my words of wisdom because I think that what, as a writer, you have to develop from your strength. Developing your strength is going to take you so much further than ever concentrating on your weaknesses. If you are not good at dialogue, don't write a lot of dialogue. If you are not good at third person or first person writing, choose a different voice. Work with what you know you can do. Spend most of your time doing what you know you can do. Hire the people that you know will help you polish your craft so that when it gets out there, it's the best thing that you could have produced. So I completely and 100% agree with you focus on your goals. I have a lot of goals as to how many books I'm going to write a year, how many of them are going to get published. I even have different styles that I'm going to, because I'm in the midst of writing a cookbook, which has absolutely nothing to do with hot cops and strong women. But it's (laughs) something that I have a passion for, so I'm writing that as well. So I'm playing off of my strength. And then, you know, I I try and leave my weaknesses behind me. I know I have them. I have probably way more than I would probably want to admit to. But I've got to leave those behind me because they're never going to help me. They're not going to help me grow. They're not going to help me get better at what I do. They're not going to help me move forward. So I'm not going to dwell on it. HL, that is, like, really good information. Like, you definitely <laughs> have some good last words of wisdom there. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I like how you tied it in to the motivational quote because that is important. And you're doing it. You're, you're like you say, you're using your strengths. You're focusing on your strengths. I'm trying so way to. way to go. Thank yeah, you. you're doing it. You're doing it. That is awesome. So I just want to say thank you for being a guest on the Call to Action podcast. And I enjoyed having you on the show. I hope that you enjoyed doing the fireside chat with me. Of course I did. Thank you so much for inviting me, Shantae. It's such an honor. I just love your voice and your show. I just really appreciate you. Oh, thank you, HL. I appreciate you. Aww. And of course, we'll we'll continue chatting on Twitter as we always do. Of course. <laughs> All right. So, again, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening and to stay inspired and motivated. And remember that the key to success is to focus on goals, not obstacles. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me on my blog at ctamarketing.biz. There, you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips to help navigate this ever-changing world. Until next time.